how can we make it better, more fun, more enjoyable, and more beneficial to everyone participating? My name is Merrill Dubrow, CEO of Mark Research. I'm a 35-year veteran of the research and insights community and the host of our podcast, On the Mark. On the Mark is focusing on executives and thought leaders in the world, sharing their insights, strategies, and personal experiences. I promise this podcast will be filled with tough, pointed questions with real, insightful, and emotional answers. Today's guest is Jessica Richards, MSMR Program Director at Michigan State University. Jess, welcome to the On the Mark podcast. Meryl, I am so pumped to be here. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. This is really great. Well, thank you, Jess. So, so did you all always know it was going to be, um, you know, go green, go Spartans? Did you know you were going to bleed green as opposed to go blue, go big blue, uh, you know, maybe 60 miles away? Oh, yeah. Oh, I am a, I am a Spartan uh, at heart, have been, always will be. Um, I grew up near Michigan State and uh, have always loved the university since I was little. Um, I've just loved their leadership, all of the different benefits that their research contributes to for a multitude of areas within society. And I just knew that eventually I wanted to be part of the team. Now, U of M is an amazing school as well and incredibly academic and uh, contributes significantly to uh, our world as well. So you really can't go wrong with either university, but my my preference is certainly uh, MSU. All right. Well, that's great. So, so describe your career for the listeners, would you? So my career is surprising and I would say unique. So I don't know if you know this or not, Meryl, but at the age of 17, I enlisted in the Michigan Army National Guard, and I joined, actually, um, I had a half-track scholarship to Ferris State, and the guard I wanted to uh, use to do good in the world and help with some disaster relief while I was uh, going to college and to also help fund college as well, and I joined one month prior to September 11th. Oh, my God. Holy cow. Wow. Yeah, if you can imagine how that felt, you know, just just basically turning 18 years old. My birthday is in September. Actually, just before I turned 18. Yeah, that had happened. So you can only imagine, you know, how much that changed the world. And um, And I ended up graduating high school and going to basic training and completing military police school with honors. And I was supposed to start at Ferris State, but the uh, our unit got called up for deployment. So I had two days to drop my classes and report to the armory and say goodbye to my family. And I didn't know when I was going to return back. So, wow. So you went to active duty? Yes, I was called to, it was basically 22 months of living in a war zone. So I was serving as a military police officer in both Kuwait and Iraq. And I was part of the convoy escort security. So basically goods being transported from Kuwait to Iraq on the roads. Wow. So I share this because I know we're going through a challenging time as a world. And this is, uh, I've faced war before. And in that experience, so I'm a female combat war veteran. And if you can kind of picture what this felt like, 
it was 150 degree heat every in the summer, at least 115 during the colder months, full uniform all the time, sand everywhere, just covered in sand. You know, uh, it's like endless, horribly hot beaches with no water, no AC, some in the tents, but this was 2003, 2004. So that wasn't really uh, available um, then. Uh, ways to communicate with family, only email and pay phones. There wasn't video chat. There wasn't any way to, to see my family. There was disease. There was incurable disease. Uh, at the time, it was leishmaniasis, which is like malaria caused by sand fleas. You know, we had older equipment, so it wasn't really prepared for that type of environment and the extreme heat. And so we're trying to guard supplies and had many struggles with that. And then, of course, extreme violence and roadside bombs. So right. Here's here's my message, right? We can overcome anything. Yeah. You know, I had to make a choice and it really made me a tough person. And what I share with people today uh, with what we're facing and their careers and, and as they start their, their lives is, you know, focus on four different things to be successful. And one right now, reduce stress. My favorite thing is to exercise and uh, and, you know, relieve um basically exercise. And then second, refocus mindset. So refocus on what your goals were prior to facing challenges and where you were trying to go and what you wanted to do. And then take daily action toward your goals, whether that's educational, professional, any goals that you want to achieve in your life. Think about what you can control in your day and make it happen. And and you'll be surprised at where you can go. And then always, always, always positive outlook, positive attitude. That'll get you everywhere in life. Wow. You know, I, I pride myself on, as you know, because we've known each other a long time. You've heard me do a number of these podcasts with Spartan Insights and even listening to some of these on the mark. I, you know, it's not, none of this is scripted. You know, we want it to be very authentic. We want it to be, um, as my good old buddy Steve Schlesinger says, very provocative. We want it to be and go in a lot of different directions. I never thought it would go in this direction. Wow. That's amazing. It really, really is. I, I was unaware of that. One other thing I would share too, is I know a lot of people are losing jobs or internships or opportunities right now. And I know how that can feel. Um, you know, every day for 22 months, I dreamed of home and it, it was so vivid yeah. in my mind. And we had actually went through three different extensions. So, you know, um, wow. dreaming of the day you get to go and then extending and extending. So I know what that feels like. And I, I tell people to please be resilient and hang in there and keep going. And brighter days are ahead. Yeah. You know, last night I've been watching a lot of shows on TV and I, I never watch anything live now. And I watch SEAL Team, you know, with David Borney's. And I, my sense is that's about 100 times worse of what you went through than what I was watching last night. I mean, that's incredible. Well, thank you for who you are. The strength that it probably gave you is, is unbelievable, defending our country and just being there for us. And wow, kudos. And uh, I, I can't thank you enough. Let's segue a little bit into Michigan State and the, and the MSMR program. How did you end up coming to that? So after I had completed my eight years of service, I transitioned to the uh, civilian world, <laughs> so to speak. And I moved into Verizon Wireless. So I worked full-time while attending school full-time and completed associate's, bachelor's, and master's while working. 
And after I completed my MBA, I wanted to apply to Michigan State because it was always my dream to attend there. And my life was a bit different. So I wasn't able to do that. But I wanted to join the team. So I applied and was hired as the um, operations uh, manager for both the marketing and supply chain academic departments. And then this program was growing. And the person who was starting it and kind of initiated some of the uh, first steps of the program left and the position became open. So I applied and was hired as the director and started, gosh, I've been with MSU seven years or so now working for about 20 total. And I absolutely love it. I don't even feel like it's a job. It's just my, it's my purpose in life. I enjoy every day of helping all students. The program just truly has a heart and the professors care about every single student as do I and all of our professional staff and, uh, career support, executive career support. Everyone just really teams together to help students get their dreams. That's that's great. So fill me in a little bit on some of the numbers with the Michigan State MSMR program. So we've been around for about nine years. How many alumni do we have from the program? We're getting close to 400 now. We've had that's amazing. Significant, okay. yeah, significant growth. The program has more than quadrupled in size since I joined. That's amazing. So four hundred, and this year's class, two thousand and twenty, um, the different cohorts. How many will you graduate? That's a very exciting question. So we've significantly grown our online program, and for those who are looking to study with us and working full time, we welcome you to apply to that. We start every summer. It's five semesters long. It's 100% online. It has significantly grown. We're probably going to have about 45 students starting with us this summer, and we're looking to continue growing that. In the fall, we'll probably have another 35 or so starting with us in person full time. And then in January, we'll probably take another 35 to start with us full time. We also currently have an online program that's getting ready to graduate, and that's about 20 students. So we're pretty large. That's great. So look, the MSMR programs across this great country that we're in, you've got University of Georgia, Go Bulldogs, great school. You got UTA, which is really close to where our Mark office is, maybe about 15, 20 miles. You got SIU, you've got Hofstra now, my alma mater has one, and you've got obviously the AC Nielsen program at Wisconsin. So they're all great programs, Jess. I get that. But why Michigan State? What? Why is Michigan State's program a little bit different, a little bit better, and maybe just a, a, a nudge above all the others? You know, I am a huge promoter of all education and market research. So I, I feel like in many ways, I'm also a cheerleader of the other programs. And I think together, we are moving forward the study of market research. And I think it takes a collective team to really expand the knowledge and research for that field and for the future. But the thing that I think really sets Michigan State apart is that we are agile. We can implement a course within a semester. We have an incredible board of more than 80 companies who advise us on what is needed today and what skills the top hires need to have to be most effective, efficient, and amazing in their roles. And so we're constantly looking at that. 
adding new courses, adapting. And so everything that students are learning in our courses can be applied immediately to their job once hired. The other thing that sets us apart is our heart and soul. We are a very caring, kind staff who focuses on custom solutions for students and supporting all of their individual goals and needs. Everyone wants to work somewhere in the nation or world and in specific industries, and we are able to help connect them and move them forward in ways that they wouldn't be able to achieve on their own. So we have so many success stories of students getting their dream roles, and I really uh, suggest taking a listen to our Spartan Insights podcast as well, and you can hear some of those stories. You know, obviously, the pandemic, COVID-19 that we're all dealing with, how is that going to change the classroom. I mean, obviously, right now, Michigan State is is, is shut down. Everything is online. Um, where is Michigan State moving forward for the summer? Is it all going to be online? Is the fall going to be online? And how do you think that changes the teaching and the learning of the students? You know, Meryl, I think that's a great question. And I think that we are, as an institution, always continually learning and changing and growing. And I just feel like this is a a new change and challenge coming toward us. And the changes and challenges that we've seen in the past, we've successfully overcome, and it's helped MSU to grow into the amazing place that it is today. So summer courses, yes, they're moved online, but we have to look at the opportunity of the challenge that we're facing. Getting better at teaching online improving the educational experience and thinking about the opportunity that comes with that and how many more people could benefit from refined education virtually and how we can help reshape the world with that opportunity. So we actually, especially from the MSMR perspective, we're well prepared for something like this. We've been planning ahead for many years and we Now, we have our 100% online program, which is very interactive, an excellent learning experience for all involved. And we planned for this. And actually, we are growing right now uh, during this time because people have more time. They have a need for that education. They see this as an opportunity to refocus and further their educational skills for what's next. So they're seeing us as, as a partner in in preparing for our brighter tomorrow. You know, that's great. So the way that I am, um, I always felt that there was always more to learn out of the classroom than in the classroom, right? I think that I was so different in high school um, and really grew up, started to come into my own, matured a little bit, not a lot, a little bit in college, but it was because of my college roommates, Kenny Woods and Barry Packer and friends like Kathy Dutka and Joey DeRamo and Michael Ahrens and just, just everybody um, because we were all from different walks of life with all different backgrounds. I don't know how I would do with an online teaching environment only. I would miss that opportunity. Um, and I'm not sure as a student that I really learned to the fullest of my ability online. I'm sure I'm not alone, right? So what do you say to teachers who are trying to teach a crazy guy like me in today's world? I think the answer is to make online more interactive. And I think that we've done that in a lot of ways. We hold live sessions. These students can network and talk with each other, get to know each other, get to know their professors. 
And it really makes it convenient and interactive. But we also want to, you know, move back to in-person when possible, because I agree with you that there is a lot of, there's a lot of value to be gained with in-person. But right now we're focused on being agile and being thoughtful of the environment and what other people are facing. And we're trying to make education convenient. So what I would say to teachers is view this as, a, as an opportunity to grow in making the online learning experience more interactive. How can we make it better, more fun, more enjoyable, Great. and more beneficial to everyone participating so that they feel like they are getting that interaction. That's great. I think that's that's really important. Obviously, with COVID nineteen, um, uh, May was really exciting month for a lot of people. Some would be graduating in June. They would start um, internship programs, most likely on at the facility where the internship was going to take place. A lot of that's gone away. So either internships have either been gone away or they've been changed. What can the industry do to help the program? Well, I think virtual micro internships are a great opportunity. So even if a company is able to fund a student for part of the summer and have them work virtually on different projects interactively, perhaps using Zoom or other software, that would be really beneficial for the student. And it would still be thoughtful of the environment that we're facing, but the student could still get uh, a great opportunity. Another opportunity would be to provide projects. I know that we have a summer projects course that one of our top professors is preparing right now, and he is creating student teams for those who lost their internships or are still searching for an opportunity over the summer. He's setting up project teams to work together for different companies to complete market research uh, projects and objectives. So I would say do what you can. Um, we are also talking to our students about looking at full-time opportunities. Our program is very flexible, and a lot of students can start working full-time while in the program, and companies are still hiring. So we're looking at that as well to be incorporated into what students are pursuing. That's great, Jessica. I, I, I really can't thank you enough. You've been listening to Jessica Richards. My name is Merrill Dubrow, and you've been listening to the On The Mark podcast. Have an amazing day.